Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm so glad you joined me. Not sure where you found me, but I'm glad that you did. You can find me um, in case someone just gave you a link and you're you're not really into that particular podcast uh, app. You can find me on iHeart, Pandora, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I am glad you joined me. If you're wanting more information about speaking engagements, um, places you can hear me, um, see me, anything else that I've done, um, you can go to womaninspired.com. Pretty simple. Just hop on out there. I've got all kinds of stuff out there you can check out. And thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so before we delve into the topic of this particular podcast, I have to say that I have a correction from last, the last podcast, which um, if you listen to the previous podcast, I attributed a song, 8675309, to Rick Springfield, and mm -mm -mm, it was not Rick Springfield. I knew when I laid my head down <laughs> that night to go to sleep that I had attributed it to the wrong person. I was like, oh no. You know, those times when you lay down trying to get to sleep and something pops into your head, that a revelation or something you remember, something you didn't do, something you gotta do, and it plagues you. Yeah, that's when I remembered it. It's Tommy Two Tone who sung that song. But I think I attribute it to Rick Springfield because of all the artists that I know from growing up and all over the years, and I listen to all kinds of music, there are two whose songs just stick in my head. I love the songs, but if I hear them, I will have those lyrics in my head for days. One is Rick Springfield and the other is Rick Astley. I think it used to have something to do with the name, but now I can't say that because the song 8675309 is actually a Tommy Two-Tone song. So I have to add him to the list. And the funny thing is, follower 8675309, who commented on things, and I kind of picked on her a little bit in my last podcast, is the one uh, the one person who emailed me about it and said, hey, you attributed this to the wrong person. And by the way, she loved the last podcast where I picked on her and loved that I'm just honest and bold about things. So it's really great to have comments with people who have an open heart and an open mind who will discuss things and just say, hey, okay, I get it. I get what you're saying or ask a question. So that's great. So in case you were wondering, that that was that. All right. Now that I made that correction. Here we go. Today's podcast episode is titled, Just Don't Do It. And I have a quote for you. Pod quote. Here we go. Being positive does not mean ignoring the negative. It means identifying what's negative and working to overcome it. I love that and I'm going to repeat it. That's how much I love it. Ready? Being positive does not mean ignoring the negative. It means identifying what's negative and working to overcome it. Now, I realize it's not in style or considered proper anymore to use negative terminology pretty much in anything, but I had to for this title podcast, the way that it set in my mind and in my heart, and I use negative language sometimes anyway, so I don't have a pet peeve about it, but anyway, for some people do, um, but the, this title, Just Don't Do It, is important, and you know, the opposite of that old Nike slogan that was supposed to be inspirational and motivate people to just get up and brush the dirt off, move past your fear and just do it. Whatever it was that seemed impossible to you, 
It was a beautiful thought, a wonderful slogan. Just do it. I remember it. I remember it when it came out. And frankly, it probably made Nike a mint. But of course, that's gotten taken out of context a million times over throughout the years. And now it really no longer means what it used to mean. Well, we need to institute, in my opinion, a new slogan. Just don't do it. <laughs> Again, not a popular notion in today's culture. Everything seems to be, yes, do it, go for it, and everyone's encouraged to just do whatever they want to do and say whatever they want to say, no matter who it hurts or what the consequences are, no matter what it is, go for it. They, they have kind of taken the just do it to extremes. And, of course, there are a fraction of people in the world who do want to condemn everyone or anything they consider even the slightest off-key, off-kilter, or off-base from their own personal ideologies. So they might take the slogan, just don't do it and apply it to everything. And that's not what I mean here. But again, that would be a whole different podcast. So we won't go there. There is a segment of people in the teaching or educational world and therapeutic world who believe that any negative connotation should be abolished from our vocabulary. Truly, there there is. There's whole classes on it. There's whole books on it. Like saying, just don't do it would be a major no-no. Instead of saying, no smoking allowed, they would suggest you say, smoking is allowed off-premises. Or instead of saying, no shirt, no shoes, no service, they would say that such a statement is too negative, so you would need to change it to something like, thank you for wearing shoes and shirts while in our establishment. Okay, still, it's not the same meaning in my opinion, but the goal is not about the meaning, it's about making sure you're not negative. So these same people might look at other things and change them too. Things that we think might not need to be changed. This is all imaginary in my head. I have not heard or read this anywhere, but this is what I think because they go to such extremes. I imagine that these people might try changing stop signs from red, bold, negative, stop, uh, to maybe something larger and pink and nice and soothing. That says, this is the point where you apply your brakes to give someone else a chance to drive through the intersection. (laughs) Or maybe, for instance, a sign that says, oh, do not dump biohazard here or no biohazard dumping would be changed to, please only deposit fresh, toxic, free, non-recyclables on this lush lush patch of green earth. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) Okay, that got me stuttering. Okay, but when I was a youth pastor, I met a mom like this she she was extremely to the point of being fearful about saying anything negative any negative terminology especially to or in front of her children bless her heart I mean she really was trying to be a proper and positive mom I'm she made me laugh but it was also very concerning she came to the church one day to drop off her teenager for a program we were having and she had to bring her seven-year-old son in with her. And I was very familiar with them. Um, so she and I were standing in the sanctuary at the back talking about the, the evening and when she needed to be back to pick up her older son. But her youngest was having a day of it. She was um, not happy about it, let's just say. She asked him to please stand next to her and wait and not interrupt. Well, he didn't stand. And he didn't actually interrupt, at least not with words. Um, first he was snapping his fingers and then he was tapping his foot to some imaginary music, 
I mean, he was seven years old. Um, it wasn't annoying to me, but then I spend, uh, or at that time I spent hours on end with 30 something kids at a time and was getting ready to spend three hours with 42 teenagers. So a little toe tapping, finger snapping, mind music never hurt me, <laughs> but he was getting on her nerves. So she kept putting her hand on top of his head and he still didn't stop. So she leaned down and said, Davy, okay, names have been changed for security purposes. <laughs> His name was not Davy, but let's just say that it was. She said, Davy, that's so nice, but how about we change to a slower song? So she knew he had going on with some music in his head, and uh, he, she wanted him to slow down a little bit. So he shook his head yes. He didn't say anything. He just shook his head yes. Uh, so she started talking to me again, and Davy decided that whatever slower song he was listening to in his head, he was going to waltz to. <laughs> he started swaying back and forth put his arms out like he was dancing with somebody, moving around her, and then he started in circle, both of us going around and around and around. He went, again, didn't bother me, uh, but he was doing it slowly, I might add. He was doing what she said. It was slower music in his head. It was driving her crazy. She finally stepped in front of him and said, excuse me to me, and then bent down and said, Davy, use your energy to do something else positive, please. So Davy did. He hopped up on the pew and ran back and forth in the pew, back and forth, back and forth. But he did it with a smile, and so I'm certain he felt positive about it. <laughs> at, w at that point, I said, whoa, whoa, my man, Davy, time to get down off that pew. We do not run in the pews. You know better. So hop down from that pew. And he shrugged his shoulders, and then he just got down. So you see, Davy and I had a relationship. He'd been in children's church with uh, me and Sunday school and, and, and about every single child's program there was for a year at that point. So he got me, I got him. It was fine. There you go. But Davy's mom said to me, Oh, well, we don't talk to him in negative terms like that. I didn't know at the time what she meant. Really. I, I felt that what I said was not really exactly negative. It was just firm and matter of fact. It's not like I said I would duct tape him, duct tape him to the pew if he didn't get his butt off from it. You know, I mean, it wasn't anything like, thing like that. But she said that negative terminology was used in what I said. And she asked if I would not do that again. And, and I it took everything I had to say, you just use negative terminology with me. You asked me not to do that again. But I didn't say that. You know, sometimes you have those comments in your head. And sometimes you just have to keep quiet and let someone come to something on their own. Um, she told me that negative terms only frighten people, especially children, and make them feel stifled. So she and her husband avoided using them with their sons at all costs. And um, Davy was right there by her side as she explained this to me. So what did he do? He looked at her, smiled, and he hopped right back up on the pew and started running back and forth. And I thought, hmm... So you prefer this to him tapping his foot and snapping his fingers to some imaginary jazz tune? <laughs> I just looked at her and I did a nice arm sweep like, he's all yours. Go ahead. Let's see what you got. And she nodded politely and went over to talk to Davy to talk him down. But he wouldn't sit still. He trotted back and forth on the pew. No matter how many times she said, Davy, Davy, Davy. He kept trotting back and forth along the pew from one end to the other. I thought, is he hearing Bruce Springsteen sing Born to Run in his head or maybe something more mellow like Run for the Roses? I don't know, but he just keeps trotting and running back and forth. Apparently, his mind music didn't stop because he kept trotting and trotting and trotting. And so Davy's mom started 
running back and forth and trotting and trotting next to him. She was in the pew. She was in one pew over on the floor, going back and forth, trying to get his attention. Here she is following him. He'd run from one end of the pew to the other. All the while, she was going behind him, trying to talk to him while he ran back and forth. Davy, Davy, trot, trot, trot. Davy, let's use our energy to do something else, Davy. It's time to get going home. Trot, trot, trot. We need to leave so Pastor Karen can start the program, Davy. Davy, trot back and forth, trot back and forth. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, she was just trotting back and forth. It reminded me of one of those old cartoons where the duck swims one direction and then Porky the pig shoots at it. And so it, and you hear this ding and it goes the other direction and he shoots and ding and it goes the other direction because that's what it looked like. They were going back and forth and back and forth. But Davy wouldn't stop. And finally, Davy's mom yells, stop, get down from there and don't you get back up. Davy looked, I mean, stunned. I thought, uh oh, here comes a tantrum. But he just looked at her and then he looked at me and he smiled and he got down and he went and stood by the door and he waited for them to leave. I, 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 I said to Davy's mom, without a snarky smile and without a nasty tone in my voice or anything, I was just really calm because I think at that moment she, she might have gotten it or at least was open to getting it. I said to her, you know, I try to stay positive too. But the Bible is filled with language that includes negatives. We have a whole list of thou shalt nots. Uh, those would be considered negative language that God felt strongly enough about to give us on stone tablets. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> she kind of looked stunned when I said that. She was speechless. She said, oh. And so I said goodnight, and they went on their way. Um, and she never had that conversation with me again, by the way, about not saying something negative in front of Davy. So I prayed for her uh, because it really struck me that she was trying so hard to be positive that she had a fear of anything that even remotely sounded negative, even if it was essential for her uh, or for her children to hear about it in a negative way and for them to understand it. Because sometimes things do have a negative connotation or negative words in them, but they're really important, like the thou shalt nots in the Bible and loads of other things. Because when you think about it, there are loads of things we want to say and do in life that we shouldn't, right? Sometimes we have to remind ourselves that negative language or realist, realistic expectations and guidelines that contain negative language uh, or that might seem negative, that they're there for a purpose. Like, do not touch posted on an electric fence or a stop sign that warns us of oncoming traffic and that we need to stop and take our turn. Or, I don't know, unfortunately, those insane warning labels on products that make you uh, think, oh my gosh, someone actually had to do that kind of crazy thing for this company's legal department to tell them they had to have this kind of warning label on it. Like the label on sleep medicine that says, warning may cause drowsiness. Gosh, I hope so. Otherwise, just why? <laughs> Do not operate machinery. Make legal decisions or handle hot items and use electrical outlets while taking the sleep medicine. Okay. And better yet, the warning on my dog's calming vitamin supplement for where um, I need to give it to her when I need to give it to her because there's thunder outside. Seriously, this is on the dog label, uh, on the label on the dog 
supplement vitamin thing. I call it her vitamin. It like I'm trying to trick her or something. But anyway, <laughs> there's this cute little picture of a dog, waggly friend of a dog on the front of the bottle. And it says on the front for pets size has the size and the weight, right? And the warning label states, do not operate a vehicle after taking. Yes, it does. I'm not kidding. So my opinion is this. If my dog can read this label and operate a vehicle after taking this supplement, then hush up because I want to see it. <laughs> I don't even know why that's on there. Or the tag on the side of the blow dryer box. I looked at the other day at the store that said, do not use while sleeping. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you can use this while sleeping, then you need an act in Vegas or something. And then there's a warning label on my husband's new chainsaw that he bought last fall that says, do not attempt to operate while driving a vehicle. In order to protect digits, only pick up by the handle during operation of chainsaw. I, I think that's a good warning, and it makes me sad and scared that someone did it the other way around. And then the baby stroller my friend got that actually states on the warning tag, remove child before folding up. <laughs> I, again, important things that have negative, negative connotation and negative words in them. Apparently, they're more important to other people who didn't think along those lines, but there you go. And sometimes my mind goes, uh-huh, Davy's mom is the reason we have to have labels like this. But like I told her, thou shalt not is not a bad thing. It can be a really good thing. The Bible has some blatant thou shalt nots in it. Not just the classics in the, the Ten Commandments, like don't kill, lie, steal, covet, make no other gods. These are all super important things. So much so that they were put on stone tablets. So much so that God felt it important that they be in his word. They're all important things. They're so important that most laws in most nations are patterned after these thou shalt nots or other religious tenets similar to them. But the Bible also has things in it like in Matthew 6 where Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Yeah, much of what Jesus says in the Bible is not in a negative context and doesn't contain thou shalt not, but it's actually expressed in a positive way because that's who Jesus was and in a positive tone. But there are phrases that contain warnings and things to heed, including in Jesus's own words in the red letters. And that is completely part of life. We can't avoid the negative. We can't avoid negative words. And we can't avoid, avoid warnings. And quite frankly, I'm thankful for them. Even the, the, you know, don't fold the baby up in the stroller. Because, hey, you could have a day of it when, you know, <laughs> you might forget. I don't know. But these, these don'ts, these do nots, these negative things uh, that some people perceive as just too much to handle, they're important. Because Jesus also said, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. And again, back in Matthew 6, we're told, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Bible is actually filled with what I call positive, affirming, educational statements and lessons 
or truths and warnings that can that actually contain negative language. And I'm going to share some more of my favorites with you. Ready? All right. Isaiah 41:10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Joshua 1:9 says, "Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." John 14:27 says, "My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you." Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So if you're ever tempted to get rid of all of the negative language in life, I implore you to think again. Uh, Not just because, you know, of this podcast. (laughs) I implore you to think about it again. Just don't do it. (laughs) Right? If you're tempted to get rid of everything negative, don't, just don't do it. If you're ever tempted to believe that all no's, all don'ts, all thou shalt nots are negative or they're oppressive or contrary to faith, just don't do it. Just don't believe that. Jesus has much to say to you through his word. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It's right there in the Bible. So if you ever you need the reminder or if you want to pick it up and read it, there it is. So if you're tempted to say the Bible is too negative, so you're not going to read it, just don't do it. I say pick it up and read it. I say find what is affirming in there, even if you don't like negative language, because I promise you the Bible is life affirming. I promise you there is no thou shalt not. There is no do not. There is no don't in the Bible that isn't there for a purpose. There is none of that in there that isn't there to help mold you, to shape you, to teach you, to to affirm in you, to show you that you have love that you are loved, that God is love. It's all in there for a purpose and a reason for you and for your children and for anybody else that you uh, think might need to hear this. I would tell you to tell them that, to share that with them. So anyway, that's my message today. That was on what's on my heart about just don't do it. I'm really glad you joined me. If you will hop on over to Instagram, if you're on Instagram, you can find me at one woman inspired. That's the number one followed by woman inspired and you can find all of those links though for social media on my website at womaninspired.com thank you so much and have a blessed day